Simplified Chaos, episode 149. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody, welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my co-host and husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having an amazing week. Jilly, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Jilly's birthday is today. We're recording on a Monday. This will come out on Thursday. So uh, everybody, make sure to drop in <laughs> simplified.chaos on Instagram and wish Jilly a happy birthday. But enough about Jill. We've got another great episode here for you all this week. Jilly, what are we diving into? Uh, I guess we can call this Reflections of Our Desert Adventure. Yeah, it's a it's an everything bagel episode, as Jill likes to appropriately call them, because we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today. Sprinkling a, sprinkle in a little everything bagel seasoning yeah. on today's episode. Yeah, no more bagels for us. We'll probably dive into that a little bit as well. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's it was an interesting trip. We were gone for for twelve days, a lot going on. But we'll we'll share all that and and all the wonderful lessons that we've learned, and how that is continuing to help us simplify our everyday and live a more intentional lifestyle. As that is the theme of this podcast. But before we dive into that, as always, we love to show a little gratitude before we get started. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? Uh well. Let me just say, I'm grateful for my mom giving birth to me 36 <laughs> years ago, um, wiser than I've ever been, and uh, mom's vagina rocks. Thank you, mom. She's awesome. <laughs> and I guess dad helped, you know, with the process, but, you know. Hey, give credit where credit's due. You know, you need the P and the V. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho. Or a nice lab. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, Um but I am grateful. I'm guessing I'm going to call them upgrades and routines and rituals. Ooh, I'd like uh, to see where this is going. Uh, mostly when it comes to Lucille, as she gets older, I'm seeing little tweaks and upgrades in the routines and rituals that we've had. For example, today she wanted to ride her scooter, and usually, you know, she just get in her scooter and we ride around. But this time she was like, I really want to bring some snacks with my <laughs> scooter. And I'm like, all right, um, I think I can carry your cheddar, your cheddar crackers in my, not my fanny, but my fanny purse. I was like, I can fit that in there. And she, she was like, but I also really want my water. I'm like, yeah, the crackers do make you thirsty. And I said, well, I can't fit that in my bag. And I was like, what about your backpack? She said, yeah, she got so excited. So she put her crackers and her water in her backpack. And she also wanted to keep a couple books in there. (laughs) So she's scootering and riding her, you know, riding her scooter with her little backpack. And we stop at our little park and, you know, she's playing and having fun. And then all of a sudden she's like, I really want a snack now. So she gets out her crackers and then, um, then she forgets that, oh my God, my books are here too. So then we had story time on the, the park bench right there. And it was so magical just you know the little tweaks that we've made to like simple things that we do and also today she was like i really want pancakes and i'm like okay and usually it's mostly me doing it 
But every time we make pancakes, she's getting a little bit more braver and wants more responsibility. Mm -hmm. So now she's pouring the batter in and she's pouring the water in and she's using the whisk and she's coming up to the oven, to the stove with her little stand and is actually watching me pour the batter and the butter in the pan and asking me questions. And she really wants to flip the pancakes now. And I'm like, <laughs> easy awesome. girl, like we're, we're getting there, but right. you know, let's, let's take toddler steps to, <laughs> to get there. Um, and then something else happened today that I wanted to share. And now I can't remember it. Oh, she sees me make the bed every morning and she's never wanted to be a part of it until we were about to leave to go to Arizona. That morning mm. we woke up for a flight. Mom, I'm so excited to get on an airplane. Can I help you set the bed up? That's what she calls it. I'm going to help you set the bed up. And I'm like, okay. So she, that was the first time she's ever helped me quote unquote, make the bed. Yeah. And it was so cool. Like seeing just her have these, innate responsibilities like come out like she wants to be part of it it's not me saying this is what you should do to be responsible like it's just her innately like wanting to be a part of our world wanting to to help out and it's it's really cool seeing that involvement just these little baby steps and little routines that we have throughout the day so that was a long gratitude segment but i wanted to give multiple examples because i'm just it's just so magical to see she's evolving her yeah, just like we are yeah it's just so cool to see her like step up and want to be a part of our life and she's being intentional <laughs> would you stop it with your keywords here anyway that's that's mine what about you uh yeah she looked all she looks so adorable com coming up the street on the scooter with her backpack on I, I glanced out the window when you guys were coming back but i am grateful for small regional airports dynamite yes. yes we are used to traveling out of bwi which is baltimore washington international because that was literally 10 minutes from our old house so this trip was a little bit different we flew out of richmond international which is a very small airport i think they only have like 18 places where you can get on the airplane i don't know what it's called like gates gates yeah <laughs> gates i don't even know why i didn't even think of gates right now i think they only have like 18 gates in the whole airport and it was just a really easy experience getting through security there, uh, boarding the flights and whatnot. And then Tucson is where we flew to. And that's a smaller international airport as well. But it was just amazing. We had to connect in, in Denver both ways, which was fine. But I was just amazed by coming back through Richmond. We landed and probably pulled up to the gate just before 4 o'clock. And we were literally in our car, which was in a long-term lot where we had to catch a bus by 425. And we had to pick up uh, baggage from the, the carousel and from the baggage claim. So like just the fact that 25 minutes from the time we got to the gate, deboarded the plane, went to the bathroom, grabbed our stuff off the, the baggage claim carousel, took the bus to our car, which put, it took us right to our spot, 25 minutes. Holy crap. We will definitely, and it was cheaper to fly out of Richmond too, which was, I, I was really surprised because BWI is a main hub for, for Southwest. So just amazing things that we learned from this trip. And, and that was just one of the, the amazing things. So Richmond international, I see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice without having all those big crowds and something more smaller and quaint and easy to get to. Totally. Like, yeah. And it makes me feel confident that if I ever were to fly by myself, it's like, 
This wasn't bad at all. You know, airports of breeze. Sometimes big airports are just large entities in itself. It's kind of intimidating if you want to do something like it just makes you like maybe not want to do it as much. But I'm like, it, even though it was like an hour drive, it was a straight shot there. And, yeah. you know, parking and the shuttle, like everything was so, so easy. So, yeah, it made the the adventure that much smoother, especially traveling with Lucille, who's three and a half ish this these these days. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great stuff there. So, mm. yeah, we just got back from Arizona. We were gone for, for 12 days and just had a lot of realizations while we were out there. Yeah, a lot of like, I don't know, just small aha moments, you know, just reflecting on the trip with um. So to kind of give you a backstory, my dad moved out to Tucson, a man, about three and a half, maybe four years ago. It'll be four years this yeah. December. And um, it was kind of spontaneous. You know, he was living in Annapolis, Maryland, and they put their house on the market and they really weren't sure where they were headed. But um, my mother, my stepmom's dad lives out in Phoenix. So they were like, let's stay in Phoenix with her dad and and we'll figure it out. So they, while they were staying there, they were just kind of like traveling around Arizona and they happened to find this place with a lot of people, I guess, say it's basically Mexico. It's called Green Valley, which is really close to the border um, of Mexico. And they found a an over 55 community. So we they call it the compound which, or the <laughs> campus. And a lot of older people there, clearly. And there's beautiful pools. There's restaurant. There's pickleball is like bumping in that oh, area yeah. holy cow they're building more course uh more courts because they can't contain the the, the courts know. that they have you know they have golf a couple nine nine hole courses there so yeah. it's, it's a pretty pretty cool little spot it's a beautiful area and my dad has managed to land in this little rancher it's not well it's a little bit bigger than our home but it's this nice rancher home right literally on the golf course like out their backyard is this beautiful cactus and then there's I think it's like the eighth hole, the ninth hole. Seventh hole. Seventh, okay. And it's such a a beautiful view to wake up to see like the cactus and then like all this green space outside and And there's birds and they have, you can see the mountains from every view and then they have grapefruit trees and orange trees and it's just, it was such a great change in scenery to wake up to that every day. It's wild out there, like just with the cacti and and all the it's it just seems so alien to me and it was really cool that we got out there to and really explored and enjoy our time there yeah and um one of the things that i really appreciated was that are important when i'm here at home is and i i heard this term on another podcast and it really stuck with me is that i really appreciate and understand the vital component of the bookends of your day like how you start your day and how Mm. you finish your day Um, And I feel grateful that the routines that I do here in Virginia, which ground me and make me show up to be a more patient person, a more kinder person, I was able to do that and translate them in in Arizona. So the time difference was two hours. So that was the only thing. I think the first day I woke up, it was like 530, 5.30, and it was so crazy being up, um, pitch black. I was up before everybody else, which I don't really get a lot of, I don't really get up before Lucille in Virginia, which is the only difference. Or me. Yeah, I don't. And that's fine. Like I enjoy that, but it was kind of cool just being able to wake up and um, my dad and stepmom they really enjoy like fresh fresh ground coffee. So 
I was able to kind of have that same experience in Arizona. We, we ground the beans. We had coffee every morning. I was able to get out my journal and, you know, write things that I was grateful for. It, my top three things I wanted to do that day or just have in mind. And I was able to read a little bit to kind of prime my mind and just kind of like savor a cup of coffee and just like to chat with my stepmom and dad and just have a slow morning. And it is so nice to be able to do that in the desert because I, I cherish that so much here. And then at the end of the day, um, it was cool. Just we came together and we had, you know, no matter what happened during the day, if we were together or not, we were able to like connect and have dinner together like yeah. we do here. Um, most of the nights we were cooking together, which was great. Listening to music, having a glass of wine or maybe one of my dad's famous gin and tonics <laughs> and just kind of chill and relax and, you know, reset. So just being able to do what we do in Virginia and tweak it a little bit, but mm -hmm. still have those rituals like the beginning and ending of our day. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I think number one was just being able to incorporate the routines that we have here over there. And, and you know, my biggest routine as of late has been getting outdoors during, especially like during lunchtime in the middle of the day and getting a half an hour, 45 minute walk, listening to a podcast. So that was awesome to be able to do that in a new area, in a place where it was nice and warm, can get plenty of vitamin D. It's so important <laughs> right now. And it's important that we get outside every day and, and, and absorb that sunlight. But it just felt great, you know, wearing you know, short sleeve shirts and, and just getting out there and putting on my headphones and walking around this this beautiful scenery and doing those things. And And again, you know, it was like I worked for five days while I was out there. So I, it was important that I stayed in those routines. Now, one of the cool things was, you know, we were two hours difference. And I usually, when I'm here in Virginia, I start my day around eight o'clock. So out there, I was actually still waking up at like 6 a.m., which is 8 a.m. here. But logging on at 6.30, you know, I would take a shower, log on at 6.30 and put in my day. And then by three o'clock, I was off. And so I had a lot of time with, with you all and with, with your... Um, family or with our family and it was it was just awesome but yeah the routines were were awesome to not break them because i think when if you do go away and you break some of those routines coming back it's easy to not get back into those routines so the fact mm -hmm. that we were able to keep them i think was uh, just a, a great thing and a great experience but it's in helping us kind of get back into the swing of things here in virginia yeah i think keeping the routines and rituals that help you show up to be the best version of you no matter where you are is and then the rest can just ebb and flow as it goes yeah. it's like that recipe or equation whatever you want to call it seems to work so well with our life um because every day was so different we really didn't have a game plan it was kind of you know listening to see what uh, my dad or my stepmom tanya had had in mind or what things they enjoyed and you know they would ask us questions like is there anything you wanted to do? And, you know, the main thing was to save her time with them. And yes. that, that was something I wanted to reflect on because, because we weren't staying in an Airbnb and because we did know someone and we were staying with them, I think it forced us to really savor less and get quality time with less, if that makes any sense. So usually when we stay at an Airbnb and we don't know anybody, we're probably doing a lot more exploring and traveling and trying to dip our toes in a lot of things. Oh, but yeah. because we were with family, we were like, you know what? We're going to keep our radius pretty small and traveling. We want to spend as much time as we can with them, but still have our space, you know, to I'm sure everyone needs their alone time, you know, 
but I think we just did less on days. Like we just savored long walks in their community because their community was phenomenal and had all these different paths and wildlife to explore. And Lucille could just, we could go on a walk and she would just stay in one spot just because <laughs> I really want to play with the sand or I really want to look at this cactus and explore this bug or we would see quail. So it was so nice being for quote unquote forced to do less, but just to savor that really deeply and just have time for community and connection with my family and, but still get out there. Like, I think we did two great hikes while we were there. We did. We three. Did three. Yeah. Because mm. we did Sedona. We did the Madora. We did Sedona. I'm not Sedona. <laughs> we did Madera Canyon. Madera Canyon. We did Tucson Mountain Park. And then we also did the... Oh, the Saguara. Saguara, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, you're right. So Saguara. We had three amazing hikes as a family. Yeah, so out of that 10 to 12 day time span, like we did three amazing hikes and we had one date night, which was so nice to uh, be able to like have a babysitter while we're on va- like traveling and get allow them to have some one-on-one time with Lucille. So it was great. It was great being able to have some time with Nick and savor that just because our birthdays are literally a week apart. So it was like, why not go out and celebrate here while we're in Arizona and explore Tucson downtown area. And we found an awesome cocktail spot and some food. Of course. Of course our values. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like if we were to write down like all the things we did, it may not seem like a lot, but damn, did it feel so good. Like it was like the Tucson Zoo wasn't that far away. And we spent like maybe two hours there and it was like the perfect amount of time for Lucille, like to get Grandma TT time, Tanya <laughs> time. And then we grabbed a drink afterwards. So there's like time for spontaneity too. And it was just like such a relaxing, cool vibe for that whole time. It was. And the fact that we had those slow days and we had those other days that we, it, I felt like we were gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like we were away from our home for a long time, but that not in like a bad way either. Like in, in, in the good sense that we were having a good, good time, you know, connecting, you know, with your dad and stepmom and exploring that area. You know, we could have gone to a lot of places in Arizona and, and, you know, really packed the trip. But I think the fact that we made it slow made it feel like a, a lot longer. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I'm just really realizing and and trying to practice it more often and, and even show my coworkers that it's incredibly powerful being able to work from everywhere, from anywhere that has like an internet connection. I know not everybody has that that luxury and, and I'm extremely grateful for the fact that, you know, that we're in this situation. It's it's allowed for a lot of flexibility and but you know, it that's again, you know, I didn't want to just go out there and, and spend like five days because I was worried about taking PTO or anything like that. Like for going out there, we want to stay out there for an extended period of time and, and it all worked out. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm truly grateful that we, we have this, uh, that we're in this day and age and that, you know, again, mm. Jill and I, it feels weird to say it, but you know, we're taking advantage of what the pandemic has, has offered us. And, and we've just continued to do that in our, in our everyday life. Yeah, part of me feels like our life feels kind of unconventional, but in like this amazing way that like, I don't think it's the norm how we're doing things. And that's okay. Like, I feel like we're doing things the way we want to do it, Yeah, which I think that's really what's important. You do things the way you want to rather. And so what is normal? Yeah, but for us, this is normal. I think doing things unconventionally on your own terms, whatever that means to you. And this whole experience is just, I, you know, this month I've been writing like one thing a day I want to celebrate 
And one of the days when we were in Arizona, I, I wrote in my journal just, I'm grateful that I have a life that I don't feel like I have to escape from. Yeah. And I, I'm so honored and grateful for the decisions we've made and just for opportunities that have landed here, landed us here that we're able to to kind of travel and work and play and have fun and it all kind of goes together in a magical way. And I don't want to talk about it for too long, but like the whole experience was just, I just feel just the, the, how we landed. It's just been amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, no, to your point, Nick, um, like remote working, traveling, like it's awesome when you're able to do that and put it together and it's possible and it doesn't have to be stressful or overwhelming and it can be, fun yeah um, i'd say like another thing that i i felt that we've we've done this before and we we lived it again is just having no expectations when traveling with a toddler 100 <laughs> percent. It, uh, it's been it's been a long time since lucille's been on an airplane she was crap how old was she so it was the beginning of the camp pandemic she she traveled on an airplane in january 2020 when we went to go interview michelle knight in st louis and, you know, that was a while ago. She, I don't think she remembers that. At that time, you were still breastfeeding, so it was still a little bit easier. We didn't have to pay for a ticket for her. But in this in this trip, you know, she had her own seat. You didn't know if she was going to be scared of the airplane or, or not. But, I mean, you can tell by her excitement that she was she was cool <laughs> with it. But, I mean, she travels like a champ. Like, and, you know, even if, if there were issues or if there was crying or anything like that, you know, I, I would have been like, you know, this is fine. You know, she's a... She's a toddler. It's going to happen, but it just, it didn't really happen. Like she was, she wanted the window seat. She got the window seat. Like she wanted to look outside and, and, you know, just experience it. You know, she fell asleep on the airplane on me a couple times. It was just awesome. And, you know, she, she walked in the airport. She had her little suitcase that she was dragging behind her and she kept up with us. And there was just no issues. Like it was, it was awesome. But at the same time, even if there were like, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, and I don't think we really, no offense, we don't really give a fuck if, you know, if something happens. It's like she's right. a kid. Yeah. I, I'm at this point in my life where if something were to happen and I'm, I'm not embarrassed, I'm just like, she's going through, like, she's feeling her feels, I gotta let her process them, but it didn't happen. But if it would have, it's just been like, yeah. it's all right. And I know there are so many, like, moms out there and blogs that are like here are all the things you need to bring in order to travel like with the toddler and i'm like probably the complete opposite where i'm like you know bring three things that are maybe open-ended that you think your kid is really going to enjoy and it could be a book they read all the time it could be a puzzle you know so like we can snacks and snacks like (laughs) we i would never give any mom a list of like these are all the things you need to have to have like a great trip it's kind of like you know your kid, you know what's best for your kid. And it does and all I'm in here is to preach is the best thing you can bring is yourself when traveling with your yes. kid. Because it's all about connection and that is the big the relationship you have with your kid is like the most important thing. We did not bring all the things. Um we did have her little backpack and we did bring her tablet and it was yes, awesome. And I brought like a little puzzle, hers this princess puzzle that, <laughs> you know, it's maybe like twelve pieces. And we brought a couple books and we brought some snacks and that was it. Yeah. And the mask thing mandate in the airports was not a huge deal. Like nobody came up to us. Part of the time she didn't even wear a mask in the airport because we couldn't understand her when she was trying to talk to us. And I'm like, you know, homegirl, like I'm just going to take off your mask while we're walking in the airport and sitting because we couldn't hear her. Yeah. Like anyway, but. Well, you key know, to get around that is just 
Put yeah. a bag of food in front of the kid and no one's going to say anything because you're, you're allowed to eat with it all. The one thing that did help was that we did bring some lollipops and she had a lollipop that she was just kind of holding on to. So if someone did question her, it was like, yeah, she's eating a lollipop. She's cool. But nobody said anything. Everybody was so chill. And I think some people may be, you know, nervous about flying during this time. But I'm here to say it was awesome. Like our experience as a family and with the toddler, I thought it was great. And... Yeah, we've we've flown twice. You know, we've taken two trips during the pandemic, and, and for the most part, I mean, I didn't see any of the horror stories that you sometimes see online. You know, with people, you know, yelling at other people or people like just blatantly not wearing their masks. Like it, it was everybody. There, there's more people being civil about this stuff, and every and, and Southwest actually is great. Like they make so many jokes about it. Like you know, <laughs> and, and do a great job of just kind of like curving that stuff. So shout out to you, Southwest, for for just keeping the humor and, and keeping it light. But yeah, I mean, we, we haven't had any, we haven't seen any of the issues that, that no. you kind of read. I, I just think it's people putting out bad stuff because yeah. it gets clicks. We're here, we're here to spread the good news yeah. about traveling. So yeah, it's not so bad. It's, it's so great. It feels guys. good. Yeah. Traveling, traveling is so good. Um, but no, along with, um, like all the great stuff and the savoring time we had with each other. And I forgot like Lucille's bath nights. That's something that was, <laughs> that was a great bookend for her. Yes. Like her morning rituals of like having her yogurt she was able to do and then getting a little bit of TV time. She does that in the morning and it's so nice because we each have our own time for ourselves. But um, man, my 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 um, stepmom, Tanya, she bought this some kind of bubble foam. It like comes out like shaving cream. <laughs> And she was so sweet. She's like, I don't think it's really good ingredients, but I just wanted to have get something for her. It's all they had at the store. And Lucille would, would be in the bathtub for like an hour yes. with this stuff because it was so new and different. And, you know, my dad didn't have any toys. And it was so cool seeing her like be flexible. Like we brought some Tupperware stuff in there, an old ketchup squirt bottle that was like oh, a yeah. plastic. And then those that bubble foam, it was like homegirl was like living her best life like decorating <laughs> making cakes and so it i forgot to mention that the bookends for lucille's day were very similar as well yes. which i think made the trip a little bit smoother too it did i think so she she warmed up very quickly i know for her like going to a new place even if it is you know relative sometimes it, it takes her a while to warm up but every day it was just like easier and easier for mm -hmm. her and and she was totally cool yeah <laughs> And it was kind of interesting. I wrote for this month that one of my goals was just to learn a new skill. Like this year, I wanted to learn more skills. So I had it in there and I'm like, you know, I'm going to write it in my planner, learn a new skill today, but I have no idea what that's going to be. I wasn't like aiming for something, but I realized after this trip, I learned a lot of amazing and was able to hone in some skills. Like um, Tanya was able to teach me how to make um, egg sous vide, mm -hmm. which are those like they're like filled with cottage ricotta cheese or cottage cheese and yogurt. And they serve them at Starbucks, which is what inspired her. Like I learned how to make that in the oven. She taught me how to make like a whole chicken. Yeah. So I learned a lot of cooking skills. Um, and something else that was cool seeing Lucille learn was that my dad is, is very big on like holding hands and saying a prayer before we eat. And you know, Lucille's just like in awe, like looking around, like she's so excited to hold people's hands and, <laughs> You know, the more and more we did it, now Lucille is the one who's starting to be like, all right, let's hold hands. Yeah. And she's like, we are thankful for the airplane ride or we're thankful for the zoo trip. So it was so 
cool seeing like rituals and routines new ritual that my dad was doing have now been embraced in our family and lucille's so excited to start that um and i will say this this trip i think i really practiced a lot of uh listening yeah the skill of listening is really difficult and you're a really good listener nick so you help me want to be better and the podcast helps me get better but when you connect with family, you know, not everything's going to be peaches and cream. So, and I don't see them all the time in person. So it's, it provides such an amazing opportunity for me to just really hold space for my family and people I love and just to listen to see what's going on in their life. And that's it. Like not give advice or feedback, but actually just practicing the skill of listening to understand just to have more empathy for what they're going through and just to understand. And that's it. And I was always, that's something that I've never been really good at. I always thought I needed to give feedback or I needed to give advice, but really I I just did a lot of listening and it really helped me just understand the importance of that skill and just listening to understand and how to just to do it more often. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, after nine years, you finally listened to me and found out that spinach is junk. Oh, gosh. And that it's not coming in our household anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nine years proven right. No, we... So, the last thing is, like, we're we're really, like, trying to, like, understand, like, our immune systems and stuff like that. I mean, that's... And, and I've been kind of digging in this rabbit hole recently. Jill's done, you know, an amazing job of just, like, understanding nutrition and, you know, how certain foods affect... Um, our guts, how we feel, immunities and stuff like that, or our immune system, not immunity, but our immune system. And so now I'm going down this rabbit hole with the carnivore diet and the keto diet and, and kind of falling somewhere in the middle of that. But like that's something that we're, we're just kind of learning more and more about foods. And we've been listening to it. We've been consuming a lot of great podcasts around that. And you know, it's really kind of opening our eyes. So we're like actively preparing for this <laughs> carnivore-ish diet so I to say i don't like the word diet it's so either, triggering for me <laughs> but the carnivore-ish lifestyle um we'll certainly be reporting more on this as we as we learn more if anybody else is interested in about that but yeah the the last thing you know going on vacation and having the, this time it's it's an opportunity for us to learn mm. and we really you know especially when you're on an airplane traveling you know five hours across the country totally you have some opportunities to learn and and that was another great part about it is just opening our eyes to to different things and you know we don't ever think anything is like final like you know we're always evolving and trying to learn and and make adjustments but like yeah we're we're excited to maybe embark on this new lifestyle new journey here yeah that was really cool that we were I don't think we've ever been so aligned consuming so many of the same podcast episodes, but yeah. lately because nutrition, like I, you know, I became a health coach like five, six years ago and nutrition was always like a big passion of mine. And the fact that you are like really diving into it as well, I'm like, all right, welcome to the club, yeah. Nick. And now yeah. we're kind of learning and ebbing and flowing together and trying to make some adjustments and tweaks and experiment. Like everything really in life is an experiment. Try it out. See how you feel. So yeah, we're going to be, we'll probably be podcasting about this because guys, because 
I'm very fascinated. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, okay, I it's really about being intentional, right? I want to try yeah. it and I want to see what the benefits are. So we're going to be diving into a lot of meat, <laughs> a lot of meat. And I'm, I'm so excited. I know you are. <laughs> I really do. So stay tuned for more of that. But yeah, that's the cool thing about vacation is that you have to actually time to read and consume more podcasts by traveling. So that's been something fun. We've both been diving in together is like nutrition land and yeah. learning about health and even more so. Um, I'm learning a lot of new things and I'm sure we'll We'll, we'll keep you guys posted if you want to consume some of the same podcasts that we have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lastly, I have Jill, and and I, I don't know if you have anything else, but you know, trips like these just confirm that family's everything. Like mm. you know, your dad and and stepmom are such great people, and it was just awesome that they opened their home for us for the last twelve days, and you know, we just shared so many amazing memories, and Lucille got you know some great quality time with them. So like, yeah, at the end of the day. Family's everything. Collect moments, not things. That's right. No, I totally, um, I totally agree. I feel like, I think the vital component that travel brings into my life is just, um, it ignites excitement and that sense of wonder that I think we all had as a kid and loved it so much. So the fact that we were able to do both travel and have that wonder and excitement, but also see family and have connection and community and a sense of belonging and just feel love. It was just like this beautiful mashup of just like everything I could possibly want and value in life altogether in a trip, which was just an amazing to experience. And it just, it motivates me and reminds me just to keep um, keep cherishing moments and connection and worry about those and worry less about the material shit that yeah. I think really gets in the way and convolutes life and the joy and meaning that is all around us all the time. But sometimes we forget it's there because of all the other distractions that get in the way. So word. Yeah. Collect moments, not things. There so many go. moments collected during this and desert captured. and captured the desert adventures yes for sure um so a big thank you to my dad and tanya for for having us if you're listening we love you so so much yes all right jilly any resources today i do uh, so you seem excited about this well thinking about this episode i wasn't sure where it was going to lead to but the one thing i kept coming up for me is just unconventional um I think a lot of things we've been learning about and living has been not the norm. Yeah. And I wanted to spread some light and I found this blog post that was called, Are You Up for an Unconventional Life? And I'm just going to share some of it. Go for it. Okay. I've learned many things. Most importantly, I've learned that taking the risk to live an unconventional life can lead to true happiness. It is something deep that getting the latest iPhone does not give. <laughs> The unconventional life is not for everyone, but for those who are brave enough, it can be amazing. Here's what else I learned. Number one, you don't need what you think you need. You don't need a vanilla frappuccino on your way to work every morning. You don't need a walk-in full closet, a closet full of clothes you've hardly ever worn. You don't even need a bed with a memory foam mattress. They sure are nice though. What do you need? You need a support system. People who are ready to adventure with you, who think differently, people who love you just as you are. And a quote from Tim Cahill, a journey is best measured in friends rather than miles. You need information, a way to grow and expand your mind, things to learn and get those creative juices flowing. 
You need information that will keep your heart and mind alive, that will keep you expanding. You need the confidence and courage to take action, not just to sit and dream, though it does start with that, but to get up and actually do it. Yes, it's scary and it's risky, but so is staying stuck and never living up to your true potential. And there's a quote by Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. Mm -hmm. You need gratitude and acceptance. Wherever you are, whatever state you're in, you need to be able to accept it and breathe through it. Yes, strive for more. Yes, grow. But also know that where you are right now is a step in your journey and it's okay to embrace it. You need to know that not everybody thinks like you. This can be both frustrating and enlightening, but the ability to understand that those you meet are coming from different places, backgrounds, and experiences is important for your own happiness factor. You need to know that you get to choose. The hard truth is that everyone does not have equal opportunities. Traveling helps you see that. Maybe your circumstances are hard. Maybe you do not see a way out, but there are so many who have gone before that have proven there is always a choice. You get to decide if the life you are currently living is or is not what you want. There's two more. You need faith. The belief that there are still good people and good things in the world. That if you venture out and look for goodness, you may just find it. And the last one is you need to allow change over control. I believe in planning an organization, but I have also learned that it's okay to let go sometimes. Change is so good. Allow what will be to be. Admit it. Because trying to control everything is stressful as hell. Hell yeah. And I, I loved that list so much because I feel like all of those things were totally represented in our trip and I think follow through us, follow with us wherever we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Were those your quotes of the day too? They weren't, but they were, oh, in, they were intertwined with it. So I, like I had it. to read them with them. All right. Well, how about your quote of the day then? My quote of the day is by Anna Quindlin. The life you have led doesn't need to be the only life you have. Ooh. Mic drop. I like it. And your take action challenge today, Jilly? Mm. Oh, I got to think about this one, huh? Just, I don't know, live your life unconventionally on your own terms. Yeah. That's what it's all about here. It's simplified chaos. <laughs> You're in your coin turns hey, intentional. You have simplified. to you have to drop that in there. You're such a marketing guy. Ugh, I know. <laughs> all right, folks. That's gonna be it for our silly banter today. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will talk to you again next week. See you all later.